Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Greetings to those who watch below. Today we're looking at one of my favourite topics in human encounters. But before we start, I'd like to say thank you to Steffi Ray, Lisa Watts, Lefty Kim, M.A. Way, Julie B, Jess Black Curtain, Christina Groves, Chris BLK Chris, Canopsia, Tegan S, The Real CFED22, Tasos Karamaris, and LT Punisher 666 for being those who dwell below. It's an exclusive channel membership that gets you shoutouts at the start of every video. If you'd like to join them, make sure to check out the link in the description box. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Something crazy is happening where my brother lives. My brother recently rented a home in a very remote area of Southern California, near the Mexican border, about three months ago. I visited him a few weeks after he moved in, and he told me he was concerned about a mountain lion that was coming onto his front porch at night. He had pictures on his phone that were from his motion sensor security camera mounted on the front porch. He also stated matter-of-factly that he had seen some weird lights beyond the tree line near his house. Cut to yesterday, I was visiting my parents who lived fairly close to my brother, and the entire family had gathered for my younger brother's impromptu graduation ceremony. Anyway, my brother looked as if he had lost 20 pounds, and did not look well. When we finally had a moment together, he confided in me that there were a lot of problems at the house. When I asked him if it was the mountain lion we had discussed earlier, he just shook his head and said, Bro, you're the only one I could tell this to and not sound crazy. That was the beginning of a two-hour story he told, which at first was so unbelievable that my first thought was, this literally sounds like methamphetamine-induced psychosis. Apparently, the lights had come back, and this time they were terrorising him, his girlfriend, and their infant daughter. Things were happening inside the house, straight-up poltergeist activity, from items being found moved about, all the way to things flying off of counters and cupboards, and apparitions inside the house. He told of seeing weird things in the trees, things he said he thought were using some kind of camouflage similar to that seen in the Predator films. At that moment, I was concerned for his mental health, and then he pulled out his phone and said, Here, let me show you. He probably had about 150 pictures and a video pertaining to the above mentioned. Honestly speaking, there were about 10 of them that were literally blood-curdling, and one in particular that I cannot get out of my head is the literal reason I'm telling you all this right now. His front porch camera captured an image of a creature or apparition of some type standing directly in front of the camera at the front door. It looks to be about six feet tall, has a squat torso with short legs, long arms, and a neck and a head that I can only guess is shaped like a bell, 
as the top half of the head is not in frame. It is grey with white highlights and doesn't seem to be purely material, as you can see the corner of a box behind it which seems visible behind the creature. He also showed me a short video, about 5-6 to six seconds of a UFO which he felt was chasing or following him as he was driving down the dirt road away from his home. Although shaky and short, I could see the thing chasing him. It was three large lights in an arc pattern and looked to only be maybe 30-40 to 40 yards away in the daylight just before dark. The Faceless Thing of Dallanaga, Georgia I was leaving church one night just after dark. As I came to stop at the end of the driveway, I saw a hairless humanoid creature walking across the road about 11 yards to my right. There was a nearby streetlight, so I could see it fairly clearly. It had a completely normal human shape with tan leathery looking skin and no clothing at all. It was the size of a four-year-old child and walked like a normal human. At first, I just saw it from the side, but when it was most of the way across the road, it turned as if it was looking at me. Upon turning its head toward me, I could see that it had no eyes, nose or lips. It had smooth indentations where the eyes should have been, a smooth slight protrusion where the nose should have been and nothing where the mouth should have been. It also had no noticeable ears. It did not respond to noticing me other than the two seconds it faced me. It continued on its straight path up a small embankment and into the woods. As it climbed up the embankment, it crawled on all fours, the same way a human might when climbing up a steep hill. It was walking from the direction of a gravel road between a pump well business and an old barn. It walked north toward Cavender Creek Road and into the woods on the other side in the direction of Ricketts Lake. The area has lots of hayfields, woods, hills and creeks. Further north is a national forest. I haven't told many people about this because it makes me sound crazy. People think I'm making it up or I was on drugs. Neither is true. I've searched for similar sightings for years and haven't came across anything that resembles what I saw. My hypothesis is that it might live in a cave somewhere close by. There are plenty of caves in the area and that could explain why it had no eyes. Some people have said that it was probably an alien. I doubt this because it was not carrying anything and was not startled upon seeing me. It seems like if it was an alien that ventured far from its craft, it would have been carrying something, either for protection, navigation or collecting samples. Me and my friends saw a man with no face and never discussed it again. To set the scene, this is the night of my 13th or 14th birthday. Me and a group of friends were walking around my neighbourhood, getting up to your standard middle school antics. Blasting rap, shit-talking other kids and doing a little ding-dong ditching. My neighbourhood is a square and it takes about 10 minutes to complete a lap. On one of our laps, I noticed a man standing still, staring directly into the passenger window of a car. I'd passed his house before many times and had never seen this car or man there before. In fact, I don't recall ever seeing any cars or signs of people living there prior to this. The driveways in my neighbourhood were about 40 to 50 feet long and he stood all the way in the back, illuminated by an outside light above the garage. 
he was in my sight for about 30 seconds before we passed him, and in that time he didn't seem to move a muscle. No breathing was evident, no unsteadiness in his stance. He stood with a bit of a slouched posture, almost in a dejected way, like he was upset and would react intensely if we interacted with him. I thought this was weird, but didn't mention it to any of my friends. We kept going, and eventually we were inevitably brought back to the same house. The man was still there, but he was now standing on the driver's side, but at the front tyre, not in line with the window like before. He stared straight ahead, with the same stiffness as before. Clearly, he wasn't looking at the car, he was looking into nothing. I should note now, that at no point did I get a clear look at his head in these two encounters. You would think that would be a normal part of observing someone, but I could only bring myself to look at his torso, like my brain instinctively averted my gaze without me realising. This time, my friends noticed. We were walking normally, chatting away, but clearly a bit less carefree. Again, we hadn't said a word about the man yet, but we all felt the same fear, almost like an oppressive pretense that we didn't want to disrespect. Once we were directly across the street, in a single moment we all stopped walking or speaking. The only way I can describe the feeling I had and the looks we shared to each other was that we had no choice but to stop, like we were in trouble and had to face the consequences. We all looked at each other, silently deciding who would be the one to speak first. And mind you, we were a group of assholes who had become accustomed to being scolded by adults, like most cocky teenagers. I have never seen my friends become so prey-like before or after this. My friend glumly seized the opportunity and let out a shaky, childlike, hello, in the direction of the man. There was a few seconds of nothing, and then the man turned his head to us, offering us our first sign that this was really a living thing. This was the first time I looked at his head. As he turned, the shape of his head changed, like an optical illusion. It was like his head was a crystal that refracted light differently as you turned it. My brain simply couldn't process what shape it was. He stood directly across from the light, but the way it interacted with his face distorted it rather than revealed it. Without saying a word, our group took off sprinting, like our brains had all chosen flight as our only option to survive. We didn't stop until we reached my house. We talked about it and found we all had the same feeling, raw, primal fear, and none of us ever could make out his face, despite the bright light shining on him. My friends left after a parent came to pick them up, and on the way out they passed the house again, no car and no man in sight. We never discussed this again, and I truly forgot about this until now. I really can't believe it never got brought up, and I don't remember ever looking at that house again. It feels like my brain hit the memory, but guided me away from the sight of this encounter. My third story. This three-day event took place in 2007, just at the end of a break, I believe, as I remember having a few days off of school. So, back in high school, my best friend Mike and I would always stay every other weekend at my grandparents' house. They own a ranch in rural North Carolina, and there was always a bunch of stuff to do. We would usually help my grandma do whatever needed to be done during the day, and at night we would stay up watching movies or playing video games. So, one night around 3am, we were still up playing some Xbox, 
when we started to hear my dogs barking outside. Now, normally that's not an issue. There are a ton of deer around, so it's pretty typical. But shortly after they started barking, they started to yelp. Thinking it could be a bobcat or coyotes or something, we immediately jumped up and ran outside. It took us a while to actually find them. Eventually, I spotted them hiding under our front porch. They were completely backed against the wall, frantic and absolutely terrified. As soon as I looked up, I saw what was scaring them so damn much. Maybe 50 yards away, there was this person just standing there. They were right at the edge of the outside light, so I could just make out what I was seeing. It looked like a tall person wearing an all-white morph suit. There was no real identifying markers I could make out, just a pitch white, extremely slender, tall, featureless person. I could barely make out a pair of eyes, but for the most part, the face was totally smooth. So it was just staring at us. I'm standing up now, kind of stunned just looking at it and not wanting to take my eyes off of it. Mike has walked around the corner now and immediately sees it too. We are both just stunned and have no idea what to do. After maybe 30 seconds of just staring, it starts to back its way into the tree line, never turning away from us. Once it vanished into the woods, I was filled with adrenaline. I wanted to go grab a light and find out what the hell I saw. Literally, the second I turned to say so much to Mike, I could see he was literally already halfway inside the house. Chasing the strange tall thing into the dark woods was an astounding no for him. So instead, we woke my grandpa, told him we saw someone outside while leaving the stranger details out. He snagged his gun and flashlight and did some light searching around but couldn't find anything. So ends night number one. On night number two, we were both starting to settle in for the night. I was in my upstairs bedroom. Mike was across the hall in the guest room. I remember us both watching the same thing on the TVs in our rooms when there was a very loud thud outside his window. Naturally, this is concerning, but on top of that, the roof of this house is pretty elevated and sits maybe 15 feet above ground. Both of our rooms had multiple windows that lead to the roof, and you could walk right out onto it. So, as soon as I heard the thud, I poked my head out into the hallway and looked towards Mike to see what was going on. We both muted our TVs and I went into his room, where we just stood there listening. We could hear very loud footsteps walking around his room, basically from window to window. Once it reached the last window, there was a pause, followed by probably the scariest noise I've ever heard in my life. It's hard to totally describe, but the closest thing I can think of is like if you were to scream, but instead of pushing out air, you're sucking air in. It was surreal. We were both totally shook. As soon as the noise was done, I could hear another two or three thuds near the end of the roof, and that was that. Needless to say, we didn't sleep that night. Both of us were just too terrified and basically sat up listening for any other strange noises. The next day, Mike left. He told me he was never coming back and never did. We'd been hanging out there for years, and those two days were more than enough for him to say never again. The third day was the worst for me. I was sat up in my room playing some more Xbox when I saw that it was around 3am. I figured I'd turn that off and attempt to get some sleep. As soon as I turned off the TV, I could hear the dogs outside barking and just kind of froze thinking, 
great. This is when it took a pretty wild turn for me. I heard the downstairs door at the base of my stairs open up. I immediately tiptoed over to my bedroom door and closed and locked it. I just kind of sat there, wondering what the hell to do. My grandparents were on the other side of the house, and I was too nervous to yell anything out. Looking back on it, I'm pretty ashamed by how cowardly I was in this scenario. After a short period of hearing some moving around, I could make out someone now walking up my stairs. I'm now having a full-blown panic attack. I can hear them pressing against my door now, and every once in a while, there are sliding noises, as if their hands and ear is against the door, and they are trying to find a better spot to listen. My carpet is pretty high, but I can just make out a shadow under the door of someone standing on the other side. At this point, I totally panicked and called Mike and his mum. I didn't really know what else to do. This was in the very rural countryside, and the closest police station was more than 20 miles away. On top of that, my grandparents' property is completely surrounded by forest and cornfields. The road leading to their property is a dirt road, and if you don't know where it is, it wouldn't matter if I gave you an address. You'd probably miss it 9 out of 10 times. So I'm basically sitting on the other side of my bed now, just waiting for the door to get kicked in or something. This lasted for a good 5 minutes, and it felt like a lifetime. Eventually, I could hear what sounded like the person pulling away from the door. They walked back downstairs, and I could hear them walking around the living room for a bit. The downstairs floors are all older hardwood, so I can more or less exactly pinpoint where people are walking, if I'm listening hard enough, and if they are walking with heavy enough steps. Moments after that, I heard the downstairs door slam shut. I still wasn't buying it, but a minute or two later, there was this pretty explosive boom. I even had a picture frame fall off the wall. At that point, I got a little gutsy, and managed to open my door and see that everything was clear. As I walked downstairs, I heard my grandpa get up to go to the bathroom. I'm positive that this wasn't them, as I'm very familiar with the different sounds of the house, but I still ask. I asked if they were walking around, or if they heard that loud noise, and he more or less said, No, it's three in the morning, why the hell are you still up? So that was that. I talked to Mike about it, ad nauseum, and to this day, I have to call him occasionally just to ask, Did that really happen? I'm not imagining this, am I? But it gets more interesting. When we went back to school from that break, I had told the story to one of our four other friends. He got pretty wide-eyed and asked where my grandparents lived. When I explained it to him, he was pretty thrown back. It turns out, his uncle had a place a few miles down the road from them. Over the break, his uncle, his cousins, and a few of their family friends had what they believe was an incident involving extraterrestrials. His uncle's story was way more detailed than mine, but in parts, he described tall, pale beings similar to what we saw. There were some sort of assumptions of abduction due to missing time, a few after-effects including his long-term health issues mysteriously disappearing after the event. My friend would go to stay the night at their place every so often, and claimed to see lights and other weird phenomena. I don't want to muddy the details of their claims, but I believe this stuff still continues fairly regularly, with some of the stuff almost resembling something you would associate with hauntings opposed to alien abductions. Shadow people walking around the house through walls, 
things being moved around without anyone touching them, stuff like that. I've since become friend with my buddy's cousin, so I've spoken with him a few times regarding the experiences his family has gone through. Hi guys, thank you so much for listening to today's video. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to leave a like, and if you haven't already, please subscribe to the channel, making sure to hit that notification bell so that you never miss a video. So, until next time, sleep tight.